Greetings and welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with Morris Sachs. How you doing, MB? I'm doing great. Was uh, that from last night's show? Last night. They fucking killed it. Killed it. Blew the roof I, off. I did the uh, I did There's the seven couch. more minutes. There's seven more minutes. If <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll play that at the end. And on the way out. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I did the whole couch tour last night. <sighs> You didn't invite me over. I'm I'm upset. Why? I thought you <laughs> yeah, might be yeah. busy. The kid doesn't yeah. go to sleep until eleven. <laughs> uh, I, you ever try giving him the baby Tylenol? No, <laughs> no. I think that puts him to bed. No, 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 no. no I just, right. I just like uh, soaked the little washcloth thing in 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 brandy and let her gnaw yeah. on that, and she yeah, goes exactly. to sleep. Yeah, that's usually pretty good. That it, it ends up, it's good for him. <laughs> yeah. Everybody wins. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, man. So, you know, instead of MB, I was wondering maybe we could try the nickname Cash for a while. <laughs> no, it's been trademarked by our friend from Australia. Okay. Fuck. I, I love that nickname. Yeah. It's awesome. God, unbelievable. So, um, did you have a good week? I did. Yes. It was another good week. Um, I'm very busy. I know you had, you, this, this leads me to, to your concerns about the economy. What I see in, in tri state New York is, Things are humming along. Uh-huh. Um, I see things. I see the the pent up demand from COVID. All right. So number one, everyone's gone on vacation. Okay. Eight out of 10 people that I come in contact with are gone or going seemingly in this chunk of time. There has been some sentiment of concerns about rising costs, but people have also said, I've had this plan for X amount of you know months and I'm going and I don't care what gas costs. I don't care what the flight costs. I hope my flights don't get canceled, but I'm going and, and things are, things seeming are seemingly good. Um, okay. gas prices have come down. Um, restaurants are full, you know, trains are busy. There's a rush hour again. And people are on vacation. I haven't seen the um, the concern or the the economy rolling over in 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 my day to day. Okay, I know I live in the bubble here of of New York Tri State. You know, right, um, right, right. And you okay. have mentioned layoffs on Wall Street, and you know the housing prices coming down. Um, right, and I know yeah. that the, like the day to day economy is is months behind those things coming mm-hmm. to rear their head. Um, but what, well, what what's yeah. the basis of your concern? Do you do you well, discard all that? Is that not good boots on the no, ground? No, I, I, well, boots on the ground are boots on the ground, right? It's a question of, you know, where on the battlefield are you? And, okay, and, all right. And I go back to the um, consumer sentiment stuff, and there's a lot of metrics, and you know, you look at that, you look at the, the coming off of purchasing managers indices. Look at the price of steel rebar or the price of copper. Um, and by the copper. way, yep. I, I was in the, the city twice this week. And uh, so restaurants are not full. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, yes. not ha- they're not half full. Yeah, yeah. Um, the cities, I, I I'll throw Manhattan out because everyone's in the Hamptons, right? You, you agree with that? Well, Nobody's yeah, except, in the city in July. Yeah, sure. that's why I like Greenwich in the summer because <laughs> the rich people all go away. Although yeah, exactly. our, our, our foreign correspondent, Leslie Harris, from <laughs> Israel sent us information. Apparently, the Occupy Wall Street is morphed to Occupy the Hamptons. Stop, stop. Please. Did you see I this know. article? I, I could not read it. It was that painful. Okay. They went, well, no, they went to the wrong house. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll find a different guy. Yeah. The guy's exactly. devoted his life to like trolling this guy. Yeah. I mean, go ahead. What is well, your take on that? On the uh, Occupy the Hamptons? Uh, I, you know, it's it's a bizarre time because in the Occupy Wall Street, everybody got to bang on the banks and the banks were the bad guys, right? Okay. Now we got Occupy the Metaverse. <laughs> and so... Um, first of all, anyone listening, and this isn't their first time, they know I got to bug up my ass about the Bitcoin. Okay. Mm-hmm. But so the thing is sold off and it's around 21,000. It got down to 18 or something, 18,000. But you see what's going on here. So you don't see the Winklevi 
out no. leading the charge. No. no, you don't see Nova Nova Jazz out leading the charge, right? Because these guys with, were he's hanging out with Zervos. Because uh, these guys were all out front talking about, and Dan Moore had, mm-hmm. you know, yada yada yada. Now mm-hmm. they've wheeled out. Um, <clears throat> our hedge fund manager got married last week, who I will affectionately call Bobo. <laughs> who has spent his career staying out of the limelight. Now they've wheeled him out in the FT saying, you know, epic, secretive, super secret, yada, yada, yada. Across the board. I put money into every aspect of it quietly. Yeah. Yeah. So, by the way, if you don't see this being a classic pump and dump, um, I suggest you go listen to one of these other podcast because mm, right. you're in the wrong place yeah yeah um speaking in the wrong place you know i i did a quick little stint at uh, the market huddle and um you know the gloves came off right away he he introduced me as a direct competitor which is I mean, okay which is fine um so and then the whole i mean look the, the whole folksy wisdom thing. I mean, I, 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 I thought you I thought yeah. you were going to hang up and he said it again. No, <laughs> you're, you're living in Stanford. I'm living in Greenwich. He's living outside of Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. <laughs> but we're the ones with the folksy. Yeah, folksy, folksy. So I, 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 have a, I find that I found that to be very disparaging because that implies that you're sitting at home in your bathrobe on your rocking chair, you know, telling telling stories about like the 1800s. OK, yeah. when, when, before there were trees in Greenwich. Um, yeah. Yeah. Folks, <laughs> so here's my um, here's my plan to put the fucking nail in that coffin. OK, so what do they got that we don't got? They got. Someone please don't do it. Please don't do this. <laughs> they got someone reading the charts, okay? And Patrick didn't even have the nerve to show up, right? And the the the, the brain trust behind the scenes is this gal Lena, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I mentioned how at some point you and I are talking about adding a female personality, that and Lena yes. Lena pops right in. It's like, oh, pick me, pick me. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> so, so um, I figured we could get either I or mm-hmm. our friend Leslie could do the charts. Yeah, Leslie. Uh, charts you know, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, here's a, here's our portion of the charts for the day. I looked at them; they suck. <laughs> I was gonna say, how far can you zoom out? Zoom out. Zoom yeah, out. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd like to make her look a little more attractive. How far can you pull back? How do, yeah. how do you yeah. feel about Cleveland? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I delight in talking to Kevin, and we've picked up a bunch of new listeners. And it's, you know, I just I'm a huge fan of the guy, and uh, it's it's great to spend time talking to him. People like um, the, the story about you putting the movie on. That got a lot of that got a lot of traction. People, were, you know, I to me, I, yeah. I couldn't. That was the I, like I said, I could never imagine. I picture, you know, like I've always pictured the the floor at Solomon Brothers is always the heralded trading yeah, floor, right, you know. Right. So I cannot imagine there being a monitor there with Caddyshack playing. <laughs> Caddyshack or um, uh, old was it old school? Yeah, of course. Uh, or Euro trip or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you yeah. imagine my surprise when I'm looking up, kind of thinking about, you know, whether 
account zero uh, six eight is too correlated with account B three five nine, and uh, I look up and there's two girls in a yeah. in a in a plastic tub of KY jelly with right. an old man old saying, yeah. "Ring the bell, you pansy." Yeah. That uh, that that pushed the edge of the envelope, but you know it's. I, I tell you, I literally have a, wonderful guys, okay, but guys, and they can't just do something. Mm-hmm. They just can't sit there. They got to yeah. do something. Yeah. And literally, you'd see them banging back fifty lots of five-year notes. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, it'd be like down three hundred <laughs> grand. And I'm like, dude. <laughs> How do you feel? You just threw away sixty thousand bucks out of your pocket. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, watch a movie. Right, right. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I just can't get over that. Yeah. It, How many guys did. were you running? How many guys were you directly overseeing um, at, at, at your heyday there? Well, tell me what year is it? Give me the year. Give me the peak year and the peak number of guys that you had under your umbrella. You're making it complicated. And they told me there would be no questions. Just make something <laughs> up. I mean, you, like, what do so, I know? You could be like 2003. Well, I had 45 I know. guys. No, at the peak, I had 21 guys working for me. But that was not by design. That was not ideal. That was, uh-huh. we were mul- merging a bunch of stuff. But the salad days were, I'm guessing we had, I'm going to pick a number of like yeah. 10. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, you know, whether it was eight or 14, whether yeah. it was traders or analysts, you know, I don't, I, I never really kept track of the numbers. Yeah. Like I never kept track of days off. I like I didn't, yeah. you know, or. Until you whacked and, that guy for going climbing. Well, that, that was disrespect. That was disrespectful. And, and I, you know, it's like if you let one guy get away with I, something. I understand. Okay. So, I understand. But, um, you know, the thing that I found was, you know, being an excellent trader, it's, it's, just, it's just this rare combination. And I uh, was an early adopter of leveraging the available technology with the available trading talent. So we put a lot of money in, you know, analysts, programmers, researchers. And uh, so, uh, you know, I'm guessing when we were really banging it out, it might've been six traders. Wow. And I might've been one of them, but then each trader would have, I'm guessing roughly an analyst and a trade clerk. Yep. Right. And then there were a couple other extra analysts, just sure. kind of like portfolio, you know, manager without portfolio. And, um, and we just had this room where we were sitting around chatting about ideas and bouncing stuff off. And um, so I, I continue to operate in the notion that, you know the the trading, the, the the trading of positions is a talent that not everybody has. There's the certain characteristics, the rules of thumb. You know, I found guys that, and it, when I say guys, it was mostly guys. I did not have a lot mm-hmm. of interaction with women mm-hmm. traders. Um, they all had some competitive athletic bent. Um, they were smart, but they weren't 
intellectually arrogant mm-hmm. and they had a gift which which you have in spades which is the ability to have a conversation to ask a question to listen to the response make sure you understand it and then continue with the conversation there's just too many people and and you know what i one thing i've noticed um because I know you're never supposed to read the reviews, right? But, you know, my my publicity person, you know, consolidates them. And one of the things that uh, I, not you, but I get criticized for is I, I either talk too slow or I sound like an old man or I can't think of the right word. And, you know, guilty. But the point of all of this is, we're having a conversation, right? So I'm taking in information you give me. I'm giving you information. I can see you. I'm looking for facial clues as to whether you received it or not. And, you know, if I sit here and I, it takes a second to get the right word. Am I looking for the word alacrity? Am I looking for the word expedient? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and so I don't feel, I don't feel compelled to be rushed and uh um so anyway uh here we are um we're talking about the economy and your experiences Mm -hmm. the things going Mm -hmm. um only because you express concerns over it you you well uh, yeah i i i'm pretty convinced you know we're as i've said before you had a period of time where everyone stayed at home Mm-hmm. And the central banks filled the hole. And, and that was a real loss. And how that gets adjusted, it's like any of these things. It's a dynamic system. So it's not going to be tax increases. It's not going to be um, not shortages, but rationing. It's mm-hmm. not going to be expropriation. It's yeah. going to be bits and pieces of all these things, right? Yeah. And so... Yeah. Um, to, to know exactly how it's going to play out is tough, mm-hmm. but one of the things and why I look at the consumer sentiment again, I believe consumer spending is two thirds of the domestic product. And so you've got things kludged up now with the cars. So like if you need a car, mm-hmm. either you got to order it or you got to pick something you don't want on the lot. And then these guys are trying to jerk around with charging you more than the mm-hmm. list price and yep. yada, 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 yada. Yeah. So I, I don't know how that, how that's all going to play out other than in the short run, when people get concerned, they, they spend less money. Okay. So uh, today is Sunday, Friday night. I had dinner at the union square cafe Okay, Danny Meyer. Okay, half empty. Seven o'clock at night. On on Friday night. On Friday night. Yeah, no, yeah. that makes sense. I'm not it, that. That it, it no. does. Yes, yeah. Summertime, dude. My wife runs the restaurant. We it's all, July and August, Larchmont, Greenwich, Manhattan. Those people are gone. They are gone. Okay. You ride around your neighborhood. Three out of four houses are dark at sunset. <laughs> 
Not that I'm riding around your neighborhood at sunset, like, you know? <laughs> but I'm, no, 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 we know Look, people are away. You agree. Go through your, okay. go through your, your list of 10 friends. You got, how many of them are away? First of all, first of all, I don't have 10, but second of all, every, all right, right, don't okay, judge okay. the economy on, 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 on Union Square on and, Friday night. And, that does and, not surprise me that they got an empty book. Okay, there's nobody in the city in July. Okay, nobody's down there except for junior I bankers that can't leave and Rich Handler who has dinner down there every night. There, you know, there were plenty of people in Manhattan sleeping on the sidewalks. I, okay, <laughs> well, that's right. It's lovely out. <laughs> I'll tell All you right? that much. Well, okay. All right. Let so, me ask you about that UMIS survey. That, that, like, you know, that you. I know that you specifically stated that you don't use that entirely as your sole source. Right. But that you that missed survey is what they, they call up a thousand random citizens and ask those 50 questions. I, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. I based my whole entire economic, my, my trading basis <laughs> off of this, but I don't know. They could call 10 people in Ohio. Hey, you're going to buy a car this week. No. All right. Consumer sentiment is down. <laughs> There's a story about Ben Hogan, like one of the great time golfers. Golfer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he'd go to a course, never seen before, and he would say something like, which way is the prevailing wind? And is there a large body of water nearby? Yeah. And after that, he'd go out and shoot the course record. Yes. Yeah, like without having right. seen the thing, right? Wow, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, okay. I, so the daily shot. That thing mm -hmm. that's yes. like a hundred yes. bucks. Mm -hmm. I go through that, and and you just you talk about your methodology, your approach. I'm just flipping through these things very quickly because I get mm -hmm. so many of them. And you know, I mentioned rebar in China. Okay, well they got a lockdown. Mm -hmm. um, the price of copper here is going down. You know, copper, the metal with the PhD. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, maybe it got too excited. Um, you know, those sorts of things. Yeah. yeah. But um, I just, uh, I, and on top of that, okay, you've got the, the Fed is raising rates. Kudos, by the way, on the prediction of maybe a hundred. You, you got, you, you know, you get credit for that. Thank you. It's not, it's not going to be, but you, why? Because Waller said no. He's not. He doesn't make the final call. We'll see. But <laughs> regardless, take the victory when you can get them. I okay? am. Oh, yeah. So we have higher rates. We have quantitative yep. tightening. Once again, I think Anthony Peters may have opined that, you know, it dropped by 20 billion or something. I don't know, yep. a tiny yep. bit. But, you know, where's the head, the, the tailwind of the economy? The what dollar? if it's more res what if it what if they've dramatically underestimated the American economy that that maybe that consumer I know a lot of people saved money during that pandemic and came out way in the black because number one, they didn't go on that vacation. They didn't go anywhere or do anything and they had nothing to do with their money for two years. I know yeah. that's not the vast majority, but some people did okay with that and they didn't take a big hit. During yeah. the, you know, how many of those people can continue with their consumer spending, which is the driver of the American economy, if those people don't take a big hit and yeah, the bottom, you know, the bottom struggles, the bottom's been struggling for a long time. You know, there's still yeah. millions of jobs. They need tons of people to work. 
Um, that, those are obviously very, very compelling arguments. Okay. I, and I, I, I admit, you know, that that's what makes horse races, right? Yeah. Um, I just kind of feel like we've had a long period of very strong growth, which got supercharged, which now has to get paid for. And now, you know, um, going back to the Vince Lombardi example where you got 11 guys, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So instead of 11 guys, you got higher energy prices. Okay. You got a stronger dollar. You got higher interest rates. You got quantitative tightening. You got political unease in Europe. Certainly by looking at any of these forward uh, prices of energy in Europe coming up, I mean, cold winter. Yeah, it's going to be a cold winter. So um, you tell me, are we all going to make the money back trade in Bitcoin? I mean, we're, we're, so that's what I'm saying. I, I try to make things as simple as possible because you can make it as complicated as you want. And because Every one of these fucking equations that got some guy a Nobel Prize ends with the Greek letter E, which means, you know, random component. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, okay, great. Nice mm -hmm. job. So um, that's why I go back to just trying to get a flavor. I think I used this phrase with Kevin, but or maybe here last week, I can't remember, but you know, there's these real estate guys that I really like. And excuse me, excuse, say that again. There's these real estate guys, not brokers. Okay. Right. They're they're investors. I've partners with them in some deals. Okay. And partners, yeah. so uh, one of the guys had had like an incredible comment. He says, We can't tell whether it's July or August, but we can tell whether it's July or February. And you know, it's it's February mm -hmm. and you know, mm -hmm. you can keep looking for the consumer and maybe the consumer will come back. But as we said in earlier episodes, there's been behavioral changes that are going to take a generation to unwind. And, uh, well, know, you know, the millennials, we'll, we'll the millennials got blamed for inflation. Now we've been, I don't know whose headline if it was Bloomberg or CNBC, but somebody said that the millennials are the, are the problem. So I don't know if I'm supposed to go buy my lentils and hung and hunker down, or if I should continue with my frivolous spending to support the, the, our great nation's economy. Well, I, I don't see you spending frivolously with the, your life partner. I think she would put my the wife, smack. My yes. boss. <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to be more up to right. date so I don't get yeah, yeah, labeled yeah, as yeah. an 80-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one of the things I learned uh, very early on was to look for changes in behavior. Mm -hmm. And that applies to a whole host of different things. The The obvious one is, you know, some stupid movie probably with Matt Damon playing cards with poker chips or yeah. something, you know, yeah. but you know, it really, it really works. It's like somebody all of a sudden shows up late all the time mm -hmm. or, you know, the work seems to be off a little bit or so one thing, a couple of things I've noticed. And one is in particular, uh, 
and I'm a, a big fan of this guy, but Howard Marks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I've seen him a couple of times say things which are out of the ordinary. One was something like, "When He's this fa- when this falling knife lands and the dust settles, there won't be any bargains left." I think that's pretty close to being a quote. Now, uh, it seems a little unusual for him to say something like that. And uh, he had other one other thing talking about why it's time to buy some stuff. And wow. it just seems a little out of context to me. Yeah. Um, so revisiting recent history, uh, I, I, I think – uh, a chat I had with uh, Leslie was particularly enlightening. So once again, my tale of woe, we got the COVID thing right. <clears throat> we got out of a bunch of stuff, went down a shit ton. And then we missed part, we, I missed part B, right? Because I went through and I did exhaustive research on the length of bear markets, the, you know, how long they last the depth, how long they take to recover, significant. But as Leslie pointed out presciently, not presciently, but I think correctly, um, that wasn't a bear market. That was sort of a special situation of discontinuity that repaired itself. And so while I kept looking at it as a long-run bear market, it was an exogenous event. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 2020 hindsight, maybe he's right, maybe he's not, but there's a lot, there's some logic to it, right? We're in a bear market now. Okay. Is it over? I have no way of knowing. Do I think so? No, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not over. Uh, for the reasons that I mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, now, I know the market is supposed to be a forecasting machine. And when I talk about all these things I see as headwinds, maybe they're priced in. But um, even though market sentiment is at record lows, you still have the average saver has relatively elevated risk profiles. Okay, that's number one. Number two, um, and I don't claim to be a technician, but... Uh, even the straight, the, the great Stanley Druckenmuller admitted to using technical analysis, aka uh, charts, charts, as entry point to buy. Okay. Okay. So, to me, looking at the SPY and the RSP, which are the two that I've been kind of focusing on, they look to me like, you know, we're getting sort of just dead cat bounces, and. Uh, the market's going to trade lower. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, um, after last week's episode, I got a call from Uncle Mark when he found out that <clears throat> I only had two point something percent in equities. I I got a lecture, and uh, <laughs> if he was here, he'd have spanked me. Um, can I get a little? Can I get a little taste of that? What his what what was his reasoning or uh, or instructions? You know, it was. I had just let him down so much. I just, it was the disappointment. It's, yeah. just, it's like, what were you thinking? I'm like, wow. I, I don't know. I don't know. I did I did to try and argue 
somewhat compellingly that the forty-five percent long in real estate, as and as you had mentioned, New York real estate does have some beta to the equity market. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, going back and looking at the things that I like to look at, which not necessarily have any degree of success, but you know, I think 10, 15% from here, mm-hmm. I think you're getting to numbers that if you can put stuff out for four or five years, six years, um, I, I think are okay. And, mm-hmm. and, and so the first thing, uh, why I I'm getting a little bit more comfortable is you will remember how I like to start out my day by looking at the yield of the two-year note. And then I think we discussed how we didn't think, I didn't think the two-year note at that level was all that bad, right? Right, And yep. And then I found some other fixed income stuff, which started to look interesting. So what what's happening? Things are getting to levels that now start to look attractive. And, you know, bonds ain't stocks and stocks ain't bonds, but you know, in general, if rates find a level, these other things are going to start to find a level too. I will say, and this has bothered me uh, all week. So um, last week we talked, and I think whether I directly or indirectly alluded to the fact I thought the yield curve was going to flatten. Okay. So the yield curve, week over week, okay, two thirties has gone from pick one to minus sixteen. So that was a seventeen basis point move that that you and I predicted a week ago. Mm-hmm. And you know how many Monday morning? Yeah. And you know, and you know how many notes I got saying thanks for the call, thanks for the great information. Zero. A phone didn't ring on Monday because this not, was Monday morning. Not one friend call and say, "Hey, can you pick me up from the airport?" Unbelievable. You know? I mean, all I know is he was set to leave the base at 0600 <laughs> and he hadn't packed the thing, right? So, my friend, the, you know, yep. the guy mm-hmm. who probably banged out, you know, billion two-year notes about <laughs> long bonds and made fifteen million bucks and and you know, got a $3 million bonus. And what do I get? I got, Hey, I agree with your uh, call on the long end. Oh, (laughs) fuck, fuck you. He could at least post a nice comment on our website, you know, (laughs) something. How about, you know, how about pair of silk pajamas for me and Liam, you know? So anyway, um, I was reveling in our call and I made the rare, mistake of mentioning to the missus how I thought we did a particularly nice job on that. And she says, how much money did you make? <laughs> like, well, you got to understand. Right. I'm not a leveraged, but it is, it, it was good for, for the portfolio, but it's not, it's, you know, it wasn't like I was short three billion to your notes and <laughs> long two hundred million long bonds. I, you right. know, I, so, but um, yeah. So uh, how much money did you make? <laughs> I know this is Monday. Good. Oh, this was only Monday too, right? I know. Long I week. Know. And then uh, I guess we had a pretty good squeeze on Friday. The stocks went up yep. pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, okay. Fine. 
Yeah. Um, I did get a couple of questions about gold, and just so we're full disclosure, okay, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have some premium left, and it is less than 1% of my net asset value, and it's got a year to go, and now that I have constructed my portfolio, which we discussed last week, okay, I'm cash flow positive, meaning the the, the, the Portfolio is throwing off cash. So the amount of premium that I have left is so small, it's going to get gobbled up by the, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, I, I, you know, I've been wrong. Um, but I just, with a year to go, I fuck it. I'll just leave it there. And but you're, I, I didn't do a good job enough um, of, of congratulating you for your portfolio only being down 23 basis points year over year. Okay. Cause compared to yeah. some of the other people's results that we've seen, Thank um, you. Yeah. people have gotten crushed. So yeah. what did, did Mark, did Mark have anything to say about that? No, about, but, I, no but I, I tried that with Cheryl and she said, you can't eat your relatives. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> then she said, never bring me a book with a miss in it. <laughs> No, I, I, I mean, it depends where you want to be. I mean, look, I, I'm just like, I've said this many times every day I walked on the trading floor. Yep. I felt like I was going to make money. And, uh, I, you know, the fact that I'm down with down, I just, yeah, just not, not accustomed to how it goes, but you know, it's, I'm not trading actively. I'm managing a portfolio. Mm -hmm. So thank you for the compliment, first of yeah. all. Yeah. Secondly, um, uh, you know, I, I just need to take my own medicine and what are your goals and and those sorts of things and uh, see what happens. But I'm, I'm really uh, at the risk of perseverating. Um, I'm really feeling like that down 10, 15% from here on some of the major things. I, I, I feel like that's going to be a, for someone that's got time and money and some patience. Um, I, I think that's going to be the, the way to go. Um, yeah. Somebody had asked a very, very good question about uh, ETF. Exchange oh, yeah. traded fund. Now, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, keeping in mind, I was never a stock guy, yep. right? And um, I've been out of the flow for a long time. I do have some opinions about these things, which may no longer be valid or accurate, but I'll share them. And as you like to say, do your own research. Um, I, I would split them into a couple of things. One is, I think there's situations where they're they're the best thing since sliced bread. Like what? Like give me an example of a good well, one. Well, I think the ones would be like the SPY, the, okay, the yeah. RSP. No, yeah. Flagships, now, yeah. Now, yep. even within that, okay, um, there's some faults in those products. And would would you remind me to come back and talk about what those faults are? I, yeah, I don't want to yeah. stop. But yeah. so uh, other ETFs, which I think are ridiculous are these double, triple levered. Triple QQQ, yep, yep. As I've explained, and, and Kevin Muir, I think, did a write-up, uh, 
for people on his newsletter. Yep. They're, they're flawed products. They, mm-hmm. You're ultimately, you hold them long enough, they're going to go to zero. Yeah, we've so, talked about that. Yeah, yeah, okay. So then you get into a little bit more uh, of my ETF dis- disparagement problem, which is, and I apologize for any ETF manager out there who listens. There's still time to turn your life around. Um, but, you know, well, I'm thinking more of like the big bulge bracket places okay. where, you know, you get a guy and they stick him in charge of the XYZ fund. And yeah. he's a mediocre guy. And yeah. so he's me- doing a mediocre job. And in like the worst scenario could be, let's say it's a corporate fund. So he's got to buy every issue that comes in there, right? And so he's stuck by rating agency and objective. And if he's really smart and really good, unless he's in his early 20s, he's either thinking, I got to get the fuck out of here where I can prove myself, or I'm no good and I'm going to sit here and just say I work right. for BlackRock and get 200 grand a year and be a loser. Um, so that's why for me, Pretty much in any circumstance, I want to own the securities. Okay. When it comes to the stocks, why I like the very large uh, ETFs. And, you know, I, I go to SPY and RSP, but there's, there's, several, there's several of them, right? That, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and I just, those, those are the only two I know of. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's like VU maybe. There's, yeah, yeah, that's the Vanguard one. VOO, okay, okay. V2O, VTO. Right, right. Yeah, that's what everyone, okay. that's what like my 529 is, okay. is the Vanguard, whatever, you know? Right. So, you know, having lived through many uh, wild events, and what gives me pause about a lot of these ETFs is, you know, it's all shits and giggles until something goes wrong. And, and, um, people have been banding about the term Lehman moment recently. But let me, let me tell you about the Lehman moment when it was a real Lehman moment. Okay. A bunch of us own these zero coupon JC Bradford bonds, which I had described earlier. And they were backed by AAA U.S. government collateral. Okay. How much better could that be? Right. Well, so the Lehman moments hit. And all of a sudden, you look at these Bradford bonds that were trading around 5%. And I got the, the brokerage statement, and they were like 200 basis points cheaper. When general level of rates were collapsing, the Bradford bonds were going higher in yield. And so, you know, because um, I'd like to claim it's because I'm such a student of the market, but it was more... They stuck them so far up my ass, I had to figure out what was going on. <laughs> People were claiming that it wasn't really U.S. collateral. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. So I, <laughs> I get out the prospectus, and um, there's a couple of good lessons in here, which is one is how you can get fucked and not know it, Yeah. comparing it to my heating oil guy. <laughs> and the second thing is you know doing your research. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. basically – um, when you have, and this is how you can get screwed and not know it, you can own some security 
right? And you can say it, they can say it's backed by collateral with a trustee. And this is the thing that always made me a little anxious with the SPACs, but I never went down that rabbit hole enough. Yeah, a yeah. lot of these trusts are set up that you can swap collateral. So in other words, you could own a U.S. treasury, okay? And the trust may say you can have any bond in there that's a U.S. treasury, that's got a direct implicit guarantee by the treasury, all, all sorts of things, but they're not treasuries. So what these guys do is they go out and they swap the good collateral, the treasury collateral, for the still good collateral, but not the treasury. So all of a sudden, instead of there being a U.S. treasury note, there's a state of Israel bond guaranteed <laughs> by the United States of America, yeah, which yeah. is backed by the full faith and credit. But now we're in Lehman, right? When no one's dealing with anyone and you have this bond that you thought was backed by a treasury. Now it's backed by, uh, it, it could have been the Japanese railroad backed by the U S treasury. I mean, there's all sorts of this yeah. shit. And so these guys are swapping this collateral in and out of the trust because they're making money. They're taking money mm -hmm. out of you. Okay. So that's one of the things about uh, owning the securities directly. And you want to you wanna understand how these things mm -hmm. go. So, you know, if a guy is managing a ton of stuff in the muni sector for black whoever, uh, I, he's got X millions of dollars to put to work. And there's not that many bonds that are coming. So he's just buying them and buying yeah. them, buying them. And, and um, so that's the kind of thing that I, I, I'm going to avoid, mm -hmm. right? Okay. Uh, or, you know, any of these fund manager guy things. Mm -hmm. I, I mm -hmm. think I've done the math on why picking individual managers is a fail concept. But, you know, to go back to the ETFs, you know, the the large cap equities okay are seem to be big enough and around long enough that they're robust even there there's something that gives me some concern that i bounced off of i won't say who because mm -hmm. I, I don't i don't want to make them feel uncomfortable um but if you look some of these funds allow securities lending some don't. So what does that mean? You know, you put your money in, let's say SPY, and they mm -hmm. buy cap weighted bunch of 500 stocks. And then they take those stocks and they put them in the trust. If some guy comes along and says, oh, I want to borrow some of your Facebook stock to short it. He takes it out of the trust. He loans it to this guy. This guy gives him some money. And at your expense, they, mm -hmm. they're making some money. Yeah, and yeah. it's all fine because you think it's all on up and up. And, and, and if you read the perspectives, I'm sure it is. And you're benefiting because instead of paying 14 basis points of fee, you're paying six. Yeah. Right? Because they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're lubing you up with the lending. Fine. But, but yep. let's go back to the real Lehman moment, Okay. And you find out that the spiders have all of their Apple stock that they own 
they lent it to the three arrow crypto company. Stop. And, right? Yeah. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. all of a sudden now. The contagion. Yeah. You have lawsuits, yeah. which you're going to. And so am I Dr. Doom? You know, I, probably. And, and it's, it's a 99 percenter that what I'm mentioning is never going to come to happen. But, you know, if it does, mm-hmm. there there's not a, a Powell put big enough. Right. Uh, so well, you said they're going to hike until they break something like, like, is yeah. That, oh yeah. That, that That's broken. Okay. <laughs> well, it's, it's not broken yet. I mean, shit, right. Bro- broken. I mean, look, so this is 2022. So Lehman was 14 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Which puts you at 27, 26. Yeah. Yep. I mean, what, you really remember a whole lot? Not at all. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Okay. So, um, you know, everyone's got a tale of wall or how much harder it used to be and this mm-hmm. and that. So, dude, that was broke. Yeah. Okay. We have seen nothing. And my, you know, the only thing close was right around when Powell said, whatever it takes. And the market took off from there. Yeah. 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 And that was because the treasury market was starting to get fucked up. People couldn't trade treasuries. Mm-hmm. But this notion like crypto winter, yeah, but, 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 yeah. no, no. Yeah. And, and I mean, Lehman moment. Yeah. I, I clearly understand the whole dynamic of getting older. And I remember when gas was a nickel. Right. And I Please. really try, I really try to stay away from that. It just, it's, it's just life yes. t- tends to push in that direction. But for someone that has seen the cycle from prices used to go up on a blackboard to you can get them on your eye watch, right? Yeah. So yeah. I've seen this thing full spectrum. And the one thing that has been consistent from day one is that on any given security, there's some guy that knows more about it than anybody else. Okay. And the more securities you own, the less likely it is you're that guy on all those securities, oh God, right? Yeah, absolutely. And there are so many ways if something goes sideways that is a local, you know, retail guy or even quasi institutional guy, you can just get it jammed up your ass. And we're nearing we're nearing that time, you know? And what shocks me is I keep coming back to the crypto because this is a great rubric, okay, of the denial process. Like you have this thing that I'm yet to have anybody really explain to me the necessity of it. Okay. Oh, stop right there. Stop right there. Because what's his name? Sam, Sam, the guy that runs, uh, dude, he just put out a missive yesterday. SBF, the guy that runs FTX, you know, the, uh, the, the, the Jewish kid with blank, the Afro. Blank, blank blank yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Here we go. 
to what end? So, so dude, he posts this yesterday and immediately like it, it. So he says, this is not, not investment advice. So he starts off like the market huddle. So I don't know why they got to say that shit, not investment advice, dude, you're talking on Twitter. Everybody knows it's not investment advice. Like you said, like anyone that's listened to us for like, we, we really don't need to say, Hey, you know, don't take investment advice from us for the sake of this thread. I'm going to ignore uses. Like you can buy tokens and maybe they'll go up instead. Sam's going to focus on three, a payments, B market structure, C social media. So, okay, fine. I'll listen to your thing about payments. I'll listen to your thing a little bit about market structure. I'm not hearing a word that you say about crypto and social media. So you're, you're already got a strike against you. Let's start with payments, domestic and international. Here are some bad things. Let's say you go to a store and buy some stuff, bread, bananas, and boogie bards. You go to check out. Your goal is to transfer 103, 120 bucks to the cashier standing three feet from you. Years ago, this was a bit of a hassle. What? You had to go fish out bills and coins and make change and stuff. Dude, people have been using credit cards for 50 years. Like cash, Morris might carry some yeah. cash. My, you know, Joe Biden carries some cash. Nobody under the age of 62 is carrying cash. I can ever. verify that. I can Thank verify okay. that. Yeah. So now, so like, okay. So the idea that a credit card was a hassle. Then he says you pay about 1% of every purchase you make is a fee. Okay. All right. So here we go. Now I want to send money back home to Brazil. Okay. So now he's going to tell me that I need to go to Western Union and it's going to take days and they don't have dollars in Brazil and blah, 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 blah. And they, you, that you might lose 10% of your money. Dude, again, if I want to send money to my cousin in Ireland, I go on Venmo and I send them $5,000 US every single day. No questions asked. The money's there when I click it. Okay. Well, let, let me ask you this. Let's say you want to send money to your friend in Ireland. Okay. Yeah. Venmo. Done. Okay. Well, well, PayPal, okay. But, done. but let's, let's take it even a step further. You just can't call your bank and say, wire them the money. Even easier, dude, the Chase app. Here's Okay, the Chase app. <laughs> so my point is, what I want to get to is this, okay? You, you use some of these third-party systems. Sure. Let's say you go to Venmo, yeah. and it doesn't go to your cousin. It goes to your niece, Ooh. okay? By, just hypothetical, mm -hmm, okay? Mm -hmm. And then your niece takes the money, and she does whatever she does with it. Mm. And all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, that meant to go over here. Who do you, wh who do you call? What do you do? Nobody. Like, you're, no. you're, yeah. It's you're, never, you're, but like that's never happened. I, I've never, ever, I've sent hundreds of thousands of dollars digitally and I've okay. never had a problem. Knock on wood. Okay. Never. Okay. If I want to send a thousand dollars to more sacks, it's like double check the email or I can send it to your phone number. I've got five different ways that I can get 10 grand to you in 10 seconds. No okay. questions asked, no fees. So like the idea that I need to convert it to Bitcoin and like all that shit is just nonsense. Um, okay. He's saying that like credit card transfers can take a day or a month to take effect. That's all bullshit, dude. Like anyone that like, even if my dad is in Ireland all I do is send him. He's got Chase on his phone. It couldn't be easier to move money around. Anyone that has a major U.S. bank, Bank of America, TD, whatever it is, Chase, Wells Fargo, anywhere your money is, even Wells Fargo to Chase, 
again, whatever bank you have, all you need is your email address. I send it to insidebaseball at gmail, and the money's there. So like he's yeah. creating, he's he's portraying this as a problem when it's really not. And anyone that's used PayPal or Venmo, I don't like Venmo because Venmo is a little sketchy to me. Like PayPal, PayPal has been around for twenty years, you know, and I feel like PayPal. Again, I say like I feel, but if I fuck up and send my money to my niece, PayPal might be like, all right, well, like the email was wrong. And they're, they're, I feel like PayPal might sort it out for you. But there's so many like checkpoints that you have to go through. Like, check, like, are you sure you're sending it to Morris? Are you sure this okay. is his email? Are you sure this okay. is from And then boom, it's there. So, like, the and idea that how much Bitcoin. You, and how much do you pay for that? a teeny tiny sliver, whatever it is, a small percentage, which I do not care for the right. ease and convenience. But what happens if a lot of people are trying to do it at the same time and they run up the Works. gas gas charges on you? Oh, oh wait a minute. Stop. The banks don't have gas charges. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. So like, dude, he, how, he goes, how much, by the way, let me ask you another, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, but no, no. How much have, have you had stolen on your Venmo account oh. or your PayPal account? You know, when I bought, when I used the PayPal account to buy Bitcoin, that was the only time that money has been stolen from me. Okay. But that was a user error. Okay. But never. It's been bulletproof. Okay. Bulletproof. That's what I mean. Dude, PayPal's got you. PayPal is like, oh, you want to buy some Bitcoin today? Click this link. I was does, like, oh, yeah. 60,000. I love it. Does a week go by where someone doesn't have Bitcoin stolen from them? A week, dude. You can't go on. Uh, no, there, it's every single day. There's something gone. So, and he makes it sound easy. He says blockchains allow anyone to create a wallet. Okay, exactly. Anyone can create a wallet. So, and they can use it and receive token coins, including USD peg stable coins. So, yeah, like, okay, dude, like, yeah, Morris can make a wallet, I can make a wallet, and then what about when it gets stolen in the bridge between our wallets or whatever it is? Like, like Morris and I don't need to do that. I'm on one end of the spectrum. Morris, you write paper checks. When's the last time you wrote you wrote a check? Have you written a check recently? Yeah, I write checks okay, all the same. time. I haven't written a check in, in seven years. Okay. 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 <laughs> Everything that like is done digitally online with no problems, security, theft. And then like, if, I don't have to remember a key. Okay. Nothing. All and then my if money. The I, IRS comes and says, What about it? You go, Oh, I, I forgot it. Tax that. <laughs> I'm like, dude, that, remember you talked about being guilty um, until you're proven innocent on the IRS? Dude, all I do is click, like, IRS, here's everything I have. Here's every statement. You can watch yeah. every nickel and dime that I've had come through my system. It, it, it literally, copy and paste for the, you know, so, like, dude, he's he's really, he went on this long rant. He put a thread about these three uses, quote, unquote, and people are like, dude, credit cards. Hello. Um, yeah, it, it was just an, uh, it's unfortunate for him um, because he sounds foolish doing it. Well, and, you know, I, uh, this is FTX, you know, and he's I, like the one that's bailing people out and he's, you know, good. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe good. it'll work and maybe Bobo the chimp will do well. <laughs> but <laughs> one, one thing that I keep repeating. I've already used the word perseverate, so I'll pick a pick a new word. Um, when you get down into the guts of Wall Street, where the gears are and the sausage gets made, okay, there are so many fucking transactions. There are so many fucking securities. 
they got a system. It works really, really, really well. And I, you know, I mean, back when I started, there was a point where you had cutoff times. Like if you were a dealer in treasuries and you sold securities to another dealer, you had a 15 minute window to take a suitcase or briefcase that locked with a handcuff on it. And if it was opened forcefully, blue ink would spit all over the securities. Okay. So they knew they were okay. So there, there we are with that. Now you have something in the ether that's some public distributed system. And when I go buy my, you know, 74529JQG3s and you know it's the one trade of the day like we're going to tie up the blockchain <laughs> right. versus the clerk writing the ticket yeah. time stamping it the 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 analyst typing it in and boom it shows up on my account yeah. like wake the fuck up you know <laughs> stop playing donkey kong <laughs> I think I've said enough. What do you think? Did I catch you going to Gimbal's again yesterday? So, sir, sir. Yeah. So, well, sort of. Um, a couple things. Sort of. I, That's like I, sort of pregnant. Okay. Like, answer my question. <laughs> so, I'm driving. I'm riding out to Gimbal's yesterday. Okay. Got it. So, I'm on 22 headed south, mm-hmm. right, right, right by the fork where 22 meets 120. And I look up the road and I see there are three people on the side of the road. And as I get closer, I see there are three women trying to fix a flat. And so I'm far enough away that it's going to be five or six seconds before I come upon them. And I can look and I can tell no one's hurt and they're trying to fix a flat. And so a few years ago, I would stop and I would say, hey, you can. No, no, you would not. Uh, well, you can't. You're not number one. You can't. Eat, you're not getting. You're not changing the flat. Okay, stop. You're, you you'd stop and say, "Hey, can I help? I have. I, I you have an air canister. You have yeah. a pump, but you're that's it. You're not touching anything. You're not taking the wheel off. You're not taking you know, the tube. You're, you're you will offer me. assistance. You will offer assistance, but that's it. Okay. Okay. All right. So the point of the story is, I'm riding by, and I can see no one's hurt. Right. That's all that matters. So I, I'm thinking, you know, I, could these women be insulted if I stopped and asked yes. if they needed help? Yes. And so I, good, because I just kept riding by. I Perfect. Not, not and said hello. Yep. Um, you, they, the last thing they want is some sweaty man to say, hey, ladies, do you need help changing yeah, okay. that flat so, tire? So I did the right thing. The second yes. thing in this, and, and maybe you'll have to take this out in editing, but, um, I don't know about you, but when I learned how to ride a bike, especially wear shorts and and then mm-hmm. I grew up and mm-hmm. started wearing the bibs, mm-hmm. right? You you're au naturel. You yes. just okay. Yes. And yes, and, yes. and so they make all sorts of product to put on the chamois so you don't yep. get okay. So I did go to Gimbal's and I'm riding and there's a couple of people in front of me that are definitely the yes. Butterfield and Robinson crowd. You know, one guy's got the fucking mm-hmm. GoPro oh, and he's got geez. the little fucking rear view mirror. Run away. And I'm yeah. thinking, 
the this light guy, on in the group. This guy the does light, not know what's going to be happening. Run away. <laughs> but you could tell because the spandex on the cycling shorts are so tight. This woman is wearing like her regular underwear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's like, yep. it's just, I, I'm just like. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> it just, it fucked me up. I'm yep, like, I'm sure. I, like, I, it's not, yeah. like, what are you thinking? What are you, <laughs> it's like. So um, anyway, uh, I was on gimbals for maybe 30 seconds. Okay. okay. They, they caught me as I was going up the picket hill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it just, they were going some incredible rate of speed. And they were if, going one minute. They were going one minute faster than you. All right, you did it in three thirty. They did it in two thirty. Because I did a, I did a, I did a complete inspection to see. Did you do you a little were, analysis? If you were riding at pace or if you were on okay. your casual ride. Okay. So, so, so I, I saw that you, you, you did not engage in that idiocy. Okay. okay. So, I, how do I put it? It was the dynamic was such that yes, I, I didn't embarrass myself. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, they, they I knew you were going. I knew you were going. And I sent, I told DeLuco to email you. I said, why don't you ride gimbals with did. Morris? He did. And he goes, he goes, did you set me up? Because he said unequivocally, no. And I said, you watch. And I'll show you the text message. I said, you watch. He'll ride the gimbals tomorrow morning. <laughs> I, Chris is a wonderful young man. Yeah. In fact, he, he, simultaneously said the nicest and the meanest thing to me ever years ago, <laughs> which reminds me of a joke. But um, he said, we were talking about riding and he's like, you know, I just hope that I can ride as well as you do when I'm your <laughs> age. Your age. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I used to say that like every week to Joe Batetta or yeah, young punks, young punks yeah, get to yeah. Yeah. So it's like, around. it's like that joke where the, the, husband or something says to the wife is there anything you could could uh, say to me that would make me happy and sad at the same time and the wife says yeah and the husband's like what's that and she says your dick is bigger than your brother's <laughs> Watch. I see i have to get these jokes in quick before you shoot them down you know, somebody said so, in one of the comments again. I, you know, we don't read the reviews, obviously, but like somebody in one of the comments referred to your interview as like a quasi stand-up routine, and I was really? like, quasi. I was like, he, he's got like a whole routine that if you give him enough time, he'll do a whole set. Okay? I could do a whole set, and I a could whole fucking set. Wait a minute, that's not even including the hate speech stuff. <laughs> Please, that's what I said to Kevin. I said I just gotta, you know, I let him talk enough, and I just. There's certain yeah. lanes that we try to stay in. <laughs> we try to avoid the hate speech. And then there's like four or five jokes that I try to avoid when I can see them coming. Okay, <laughs> That's why I got to be quick. I know. I know. So. I know. Everyone should go listen. You did a great job on Market oh, Huddle. Um, and that's the kind of technical stuff that I wish I could do with you. But, I, you know, you do a great job of it with Kevin. And, you know, some of it is is over my head. And I know that, like, sometimes it's better for me to shut up and let you talk because you would enjoy that just as much as, as that technical stuff. Um, well, so you as could, usual, it's been fun, bro. You could, uh, you can get your hands around the technical stuff. I think yeah. we focus on the things you need to know and Kevin's stuff. It, well, clearly excellent. I don't mean to disparage it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's for a very small group of people, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, yep. 
you got to have interest, understanding yeah. at a very high and level. And follow so. every week, and you have to get yeah, it. Uh, yeah, exactly. But it's, it's been awesome because you get to know Kevin's personality through, you know, what he's doing. And he, he, I give yeah. him all the credit in the world, yeah. dude, because yeah. I haven't even listed my 13 stocks because I don't want to hear. I don't yeah. want the constant. Oh, yeah. You and the goal. I don't want any of that. But he does it every single week. So, yeah. You know, anyway, so, the yeah, nice thing is if you ever – Go to Moose Jaw to visit Kevin. <laughs> Moose Jaw. Make sure he takes you to the Al Capone Museum because I hear it's very good. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> Go listen to the Market Huddle, okay? We, we said that um, they were going to give us a good ratings boost, um, and, and sure enough, they did. So, uh, all, right, all right. So, Morris says the levels look good. Um, we're going to wait to hike, and uh, we'll see you again. What, what, we could just take the rest of the summer off. You know, you just want to just wait until Jackson Hole because nothing's going on. Let's talk to uh, marketing and management. Legal. Okay. All right. All right. You have a good one, bud. All right, my friend. Oh, 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 we have defenders. One last thing. We have defenders of fish in the comments on Twist. They're coming out of the woodwork. Okay. Really? So Kevin, so I don't know if people listen to it. Kevin has, has already, he's cracked. All right. And he's, he started listening. We've got our foot in the door with Fish and Kevin, and Kevin has admitted this. And now our fans are coming out of the woodwork. The silent majority have Good. come out to defend and assist the Fish uh, project with Kevin Muir. So I want to thank I don't got, I don't know the guy's name, but I'll, I'll go through it and I'll thank him personally for coming to our defense on our musical choice. Um, there you go. And all right, all right, my friend. I will. Right. Uh, I'll see you next week, pal. Okay. Thank you very much. Take care. Cheers.